I've been praying for the non-believers. All my neighbors thinking I will leave her. Awful eager to fall for all deceivers. They don't care what the creator prefers. They don't believe in walking up to Peter. They don't believe in God, Jesus either. Go from breeders and the instant reapers. Listen to the tweeters, the twisted leaders, misdemeanors. Then you go for felonies. Hello and welcome to Be Vigilant. I'm your host, Matt Dean. Today with me, as always, is my wife and co-host, Becky. Today's show is sponsored to you. Is that right? Sponsored. Brought to you. Brought sponsored to you. By. Brought to you. Sponsored by our friend and listener, Angela Johnson. We thank you, Angela, for your support mentally and financially. So awesome to have uh, friends and listeners like that that help us. If you guys like to help us, give us a call. Shoot us a text, 509 818 18. We'd love to partner with you guys. Help us keep us on the air on ACN Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. Never thought I'd be a talk radio guy. You're not. Where we do a talk radio show. Oh. I'm not going to lie. Everybody knows who Rush Limbaugh is. I remember as a kid working with my stepdad, and he'd always be listening to Rush, and I was like, ah, oh, turn off the AM radio. Mm-hmm. But. Now here we are, and that's probably on me. Anytime I said I'm not going to do something, God always opens the door and pushes me through it. We are ecstatic to be able to bring you guys what the Bible is doing, moving our hearts and guiding our lives and bringing you some news stories. We hope you guys enjoy it. If you haven't checked us out on social media, Becky's been putting some fiery stuff out there on Facebook. It doesn't appear to be getting shadow banned because there's a lot of comments. So you can check us out on Facebook at Be Vigilant, right? Mm-hmm. Twitter, Telegram, Be Vigilant 11. Yep. We're on Instagram. I don't post much on there. That's usually just where I find funny memes to send to the family and friends. <laughs> but, hey, you could find us on Instagram if you want. Mine is uh, Matt D underscore RU Recovery. And Becky runs the Be Vigilant podcast underscore RU Recovery. There's a few more underscores in there, but, yeah. Yep. The uh, search bar will help you figure it out. Mm-hmm. Social media is here to stay, right? Yeah, I guess. If you want a good Christian one, you can find me on Gab. I usually share a lot of stories from Gateway Pundit or anybody there on Gab. It's Christian-owned, trying to further the parallel economy. That's real, right? We are going to be shut out of things. The book says we are. What book is that? Oh, the book. The Bible. Oh, Becky's getting upset when I call her a book lately, so she's pushing back on me on that one. It's the only book you need. It's 66 books. Oh, sorry. It's the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E. Give it its credit. I am. I'm saying it's the one book above all books. I mean, if he had left it in another form, I'd call it the TV or whatever. It started out as a tablet, remember? Yeah. Good thing I don't have to carry those bad boys around. So, But we do have some scripture today. Did you want to read it? Or did you want me to read it? She's deciding. Yeah. Well, I'm just deciding whether I want to read the whole thing or am banking on our listeners having heard it before. Yeah, I'd start at 34. And All right. Take it away. So we're going to go with Matthew chapter 25, and I'll re- read verses 34, 35, and then 41 through 43. So verse 34 says, Then shall the kingdom say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was unhungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. 
And then we'll jump down to verse 41. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Side note, notice it said the devil and his angels. Mm -hmm. I just learned that he was not an angel. In fact, he was a cherubim. Well, I shouldn't say in fact. The odds are he was a cherubim. Hmm. Anyway, for I was an hungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and ye visited me not. Hmm. That's all. End of story? Yeah. Well, well, he said in the beginning, hey, you'll, you'll at, be going to hell. Yeah, at the end, that is the end of the story. Mm-hmm. I, I like that, that, that segue we did there about... You know, the judgment, that's what he's talking about, right? Mm-hmm. He's telling these people, if you did it in my name and you did it for the least of them, you did it for me. Right. So I'm, this, it threw me when I first read this this morning. I was like, well, this is saying he's putting them in hell for their works. Mm-hmm. Not the case. He's saying, you didn't do this in my name. Yep. And folks, the only way you can do something in Jesus's name truly is to first be saved and know him. Yep. So even if you're unsaved and you say, I'm doing this in Jesus' name, he knows you're a faker. Yeah. Side note to that, if you know people that are out there doing good works and charity, but they are unsaved, maybe that's God calling you to say, hey, man, I know what you're doing is right, but you need to know who the Lord Jesus Christ is. You need. Do you want to go to heaven? Mm-hmm. Take them down the Roman road. It may, may make them feel good for a minute, but the reason I think that they keep doing more and more and more and these people devote their entire lives to their charity is because that's the only thing that gives them a moment of peace. Yeah. When, in fact, if they knew Jesus, they would have all the peace and they could be doing this and actually doing some good with it. Yeah. Because they're just really enabling people to stay in their sin nature or in their poorness. Yeah, it's whatever. so true. If you... If you are an atheist, a agnostic, whatever it is, if you just don't know who Jesus is and you're out there doing charity, when you boil it down, when you distill it all the way down, is to make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, you see someone in need, a poor person, a hungry on the street, and you feed them or you clothe them. You helped them out a little bit, mm-hmm. but you helped your heart out, like Becky said. When we as Christians go out and do that, and there's so many good Christian organizations that do help the poor, the needy, the, the ladies that want to have babies— there's great Christian organizations out there. You know, I'm not going to start naming those because you can go ahead and find them on your own. Find the one that God's calling you to help out. But we know as Christians, Jesus said, go out. And that's the right hand, right? Mm-hmm. When you, di- you when I was hungry, you fed me. When I needed clothes, you put clothes on me. And this you do for the least, you do for me. Because we're told to get out there and to help. Mm-hmm. And also, real quick, when someone is hungry, yes, give them food. But that also, I think... Personally, that this also means spiritual food. Mm-hmm. You know, the oh, word yeah, of God so is is the bread of life. Yeah. So when you feed them, it's also important that you share the gospel with them. To me, that's the opening, right? Mm-hmm. If you're hungry, if you need clothes, if whatever it is, if you've started a you know a used clothing drive for young babies or whatever it is, I'm just trying to throw out some ideas for people, just trying to get mm-hmm. sparked and running, and they come through your doors or you come to them. Like Becky said, there's there's your in. There's if they don't know who Jesus is, maybe they did know who Jesus is and they've spun away from Christianity. 
-hmm. There's your chance to bring them back in. They can see that you've done it in Jesus' name, and he sees that you've done it in his name, and you will be rewarded in heaven. Mm -hmm. Those are those crowns that we got to go for. Yep. And if the I, a lady asked me last night, what would you do in this situation? Uh, so a guy came up to my window and asked me for money. I said, we'll never give him money. Yeah. And I told her why. You don't want to be responsible for his lethal shot of fentanyl, which is where that money's going to go. Mm -hmm. um, but but don't turn him away. You know, if you have nothing to give, if you can't go in and buy him some groceries, you know, depending on where you are, or, you know, your financial situation, at the very least, which is actually the most important, hand him a gospel track. Yep. If your church doesn't have gospel tracks, maybe that's your job to head that up, yep. get them made, or make your own. There's nothing wrong with a handwritten one. Nope. My, uh, my kids and I did that before we were, you know, so committed to our church. I knew I needed to be doing something. And so on Sunday morning, we packed a bunch of lunches and I had the kids write some verses, throw them in the bags, and we handed those out. There's nothing wrong with a handwritten one if mm -hmm. your church isn't able to provide them. Yeah. That's okay. Make some yourself. We know inflation is hitting everybody, mm -hmm. it's, it's tough out there. Yeah. These verses are, to me, they're the dividing line. Mm -hmm. When that judgment comes, when the earth is going to be consumed with fire, which side are you going to be on? Mm -hmm. Are you doing it in Jesus' name? Or are you doing it in the universe's name? Ugh. Yeah. That's a whole other show. Yep. And we are working some uh, some studies and some, what do you call that? We're digging into some things that we'll be bringing you in shows in the future that have to do with these New Age religions and their Christianity. Put They're running there. through churches. Yeah. Consuming churches. Yep. That's why we need more true New Testament Bible-believing churches that don't run off of people's thoughts and emotions. Mm -hmm. They run off the Word of God. Mm -hmm. If God didn't want us to have the Bible, He wouldn't have left it for us, and He would have just instilled in each one of us that He... His... Wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> don't think that God could have done that, but He didn't. Because he gave us free will, he left us the book to dig into. And that's my plug to be reading the Bible daily. And not just reading it. Meditate on the Word. Use the Word in your life. Become a better person for it. Because God sees that. Mm -hmm. God sees you picking it up. God sees you pulling it up on your phone. I'm not going to be one of those people that say, don't put the Bible on your phone. Right. Just watch as we go into further times, your digital copies. Don't think they can't change that. Or disappear. Yeah. Always make sure you got that backup paper copy, mm -hmm. one or two. Yeah, I was going to say, possibly more than one. And if you do buy a, a new Bible, pay cash. Don't think they're not tracking those purchases. Mm -hmm. And if you think I'm crazy and a conspiracy theorist for saying that, just wait. If you buy, if you purchase a Bible, they're going to keep track of that. And when they... When there comes a time when they're banning Bibles, don't think that won't happen either. Mm -hmm. They will come knocking at your door. We see here back in uh, 1998, or maybe later than that. I don't know when they tracked that kind of stuff. In 2010, you bought a King James Version Bible at Barnes & Noble. Mm -hmm. Where is that? Oh, it, Hand it over. It was in the, the fishing accident with my yeah, guns. I lost it in the boating accident. Yep. My bad. But, you know, we my, my parents have an old family Bible. I guarantee you there's no record of that. That thing is over 100 years old. Keep those. Mm -hmm. Not just for... Nostalgia and yeah. family tradition. Right. There's another word that's going to drive me nuts. Mm -hmm. 
that I can't think of why you keep old things. You like junk? No. Oh. I don't, I don't keep many old things. Yeah, the value of it. Mm-hmm. But keep it because you might need it one day. Yep. And we're not we're not trying to speak in hyperbole here. We're not trying to to sensationalize anything. We've read the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel, mm-hmm. Matthew 24. God told us this stuff's going to happen. It's okay. Yeah. Just be ready. He also said to be aware. And that's also why you should read daily because if they do get a hold of your Bible, you don't want all of your knowledge and all of the verses to go out the door with it. You want to be able to have those in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, so our, not a real good segue, but we want to bring you some news stories that we see going on. Um, I don't know if you heard Monday Night Football last week. A young man, 24 years old, went into cardiac arrest on the field. They were able to revive him. But the whole nation got to see prayer on display. Mm-hmm. The players went to their knee and prayed. Uh, his name's Dan Orlowski. He's a former, he played for I don't know how many teams. Quarterback who's now an analyst with NFL Network, ESPN. I can't remember which one. Doesn't matter. He vocally, just out loud, started praying live on the air. And the whole world got to see it. Mm-hmm. These are great things. The young man's tragic heart attack on the field was horrible. But he is alive. He's speaking, awake. The mainstream media will allow you to talk about prayer now, and they'll put prayer back in football, but they won't allow you to say that the young man's heart failure was because of the vax. That's a different story. Mm -hmm. But here I'm on Breitbart. Uh, You can take a look at Breitbart.com for this article. NFL players take a knee to pray, not to protest. You know, I think so many people walked away from the NFL after old Cap decided to start taking a knee during the national anthem. Mm -hmm. And I didn't at that point. I said, you want to be an idiot? That's fine. You know, people fought and died for that flag. I signed up to defend that flag. But I also signed up to defend your right to be an an idiot. Mm -hmm. And everybody started kneeling for the national anthem. It hurts. But that's First Amendment right. You have a right to be an idiot. This article by Joel B. Pollock says NFL players are taking a knee across the nation this weekend not to protest the national anthem, but to pray for the recovery of Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin, whose heart stopped during a game on Monday. Wait, I'm just going to interject this real quick. And I may be a cold hearted person, but do you think it's possible that they're praying for their own heart's safety because they took the same (laughs) jab that he did? I mean, that's a real possibility. (laughs) Yeah. They might be selfish prayers. Yep. But nevertheless, they're publicly praying. Yeah. Okay, you may continue. Well, no, that that's a great point. There's probably a lot of these young men. These are the, you know. They're scared. Highly paid. Yeah. Their bodies are machines. Mm-hmm. That's why I can't believe that any of these athletes would put this garbage in their body that might harm them. Well, because they are following after the almighty dollar. And if they didn't take it, there goes their money. Yeah. And that's sad. Yep. And we do need to pray for these people that have been vaccinated with this mRNA clot shot. Mm-hmm. It's doing more than just clotting. It's heart attacks. It's Bell's palsy. It's cancer. It, very aggressive. Yeah. So please pray for them. There is starting to be doctors coming out with things that say that, you know, they can take out the spike protein with these, you know, super vitamins and everything. We Nicotine. said. Nicotine. Yeah. 
oddly enough. Dr. Arliss, he says the nicotine, and that was his whole thing. He said when you, Dr. Arliss said, during the height of COVID, smokers weren't getting as sick. Mm-hmm. He said somehow I think the nicotine is blocking the COVID. And now he says the nicotine will show you if you have the spike proteins from the shot. And eventually you could chew in the nicotine gum. He didn't say everybody go start smoking a pack no. a day. <laughs> Although maybe we should see... Is Philip Morris one of his backers? Oh, yeah. That might be worth digging into. <laughs> Whatever it is. I mean, I'm not going to go start chewing nicotine gum. I didn't take the shot. But there are starting to be outside doctors. You're not going to be able to Google these people. You're going to have to find a different type of search engine because there's doctors saying that they're starting to come out with ways to get rid of this crap. Mm-hmm. It's sad. The died suddenly thing is not a joke. And it's not fake. Yeah. And people saying, well, people always die. People have always died of heart attacks, especially yeah. women. Women have dropped dead of heart attacks a lot, always. Mm-hmm. But this is more, and it's a different type of person. Yeah. I read the other day 796 roundabout athletes, athletes, mm-hmm. just athletes, have dropped from cardiac arrest or heart-related issues mm-hmm. since in this last year. In yep. 2022. Don't tell me that's normal. Yeah. DeMar ha- Hamlin happened last Monday night, live on Monday Night Football, where a huge crowd. Mm-hmm. Three days later, a basketball player. Same thing. And hundreds in between. Yeah. Maybe not hundreds of athletes, but young 18-year-olds. A young 16, 17-year-old girl was playing flag football and fell out. The MMA fighter, 18, 18. died. These are people that are highly trained. Their hearts are in great shape, should be in great shape. Mm-hmm. They're... They're way better shaped than me. Hey, if I fall out from a heart attack, Becky knows, yeah, that dude loved bacon. That's <laughs> probably why I fell out. But that's a different story. These are young people, and you used to hear about everyone. There's a basketball player in the 80s at Loyola Marymount. I can't think of the name. He fell out. His heart yeah. gave up. That was one yeah. in 30 years. They've said that it's up 12, 1,700%, a 12 sigma yep. in, since the, the shot. I don't care who you are. If you're watching Fox News, they're not talking about this. If you're watching any of the other mainstream media, they're not talking about it. If you're even watching some of the bigger name alternative medias, they're not talking about it because it's the money. Where is the money tied into? We ain't got no money. We'll talk about it. We've, we are watching and paying attention to what's going on. And I'm sure if you're listening out there, you are too. It's a scary time. We need to be in prayer. We need to be promoting these doctors that have come up with things. If it is chewing nicotine gum, hey, that's an easy fix. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I never and, chewed nicotine gum. And I don't gum. think you have to do it for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's just until it yep. fixes the problem, which uh, then you may need to help get help getting off the nicotine. Yep. Hey, come check us out at our RU recovery program. Yeah. We'll help you get off that nicotine We also gum. don't make money off that, so don't think that, <laughs> yeah. that that's the push either. Yeah. But this story from Breitbart, it's just uplifting to me because we're seeing prayer. Mm-hmm. And as long as these young men, I feel old saying that. I'm talking about athletes. Well, at you one are point, old, yeah. so there's that. These young men are praying. And as long as they're praying to the correct God via Jesus, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yes. That's this is, this is a win for God mm-hmm. to see prayer back in football. Tim Tebow was ostracized for it. Yep. Tim Tebow quit hanging out with the Pope. That's all I'll say. Yeah. I don't blame Tebow for hanging out with the Pope, whatever. I do. It was a good photo op. 
Tim Tebow does uh, a lot of good. He does in a lot of good. In Jesus' name. Yeah. However, that's not a good photo op. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, Tim Tebow was ostracized for praying after scoring touchdowns, praying before mm-hmm. games and after games. Mm-hmm. NFL, you owe him an apology. Mm-hmm. Plus, the dude was a winner. They they ostracized him. They kicked him out, said he couldn't play quarterback, that he could play a different position. All the dude did was win national championships in, in uh, college with murderers and rapists on his team. It was a weird team he was on. <laughs> and then to go to the Denver Broncos and go to the playoffs with one of the most garbage teams in the NFL that year, the dude's a winner. And he did it all in Christ's name. That's all I've got to say about that, right? Mm-hmm. So moving on from that one. To our brothers and sisters in Christ in the South and Brazil, they've had enough. Mm-hmm. And if you aren't following along with this, it's pure insanity. Yeah. And I, this just goes to show how corrupt our media is, that this is happening in a country and nobody is reporting on it. Yeah. You can go to the Gateway Pundit. You can go to the National File. They are reporting on it. I was... Uh, the Jimmy Levy on Instagram. Go follow him. He sometimes you got to hit the translate because he's going to post it in Portuguese. But there are people that are showing videos that are coming out. So people did storm the Congress building after Lula, the socialist uh, dirtbag, took office. It was you know the protesters were outside, and here's the other thing: even the mainstream media. I guess I saw a couple mainstream media saying this is Brazil's January sixth. Yeah, well, of course they had they had their plug for mm-hmm. January sixth. They they were able to tie it to the United States. That's why they reported on it. And just like January sixth, Brazil was out there in droves, peaceful protesters, their right to protest this, and from the Gateway Pundit, this is by Richard Abelson. Titled, Bolsonaro, the former president who should be put back into power, condemns vandalism, five shot, 1,200 arrested as protesters disarm provocateurs and hand them over to police. But if you watch the Associated Press or CNN or MSNBC, they say they stormed the building and they broke in. No. Once again, just like our January 6th, the bad actors, the maybe it was Antifa in Brazil. We don't know. Antifa is bigger than America. We know that. But once again, these provocateurs, which are, you know, the French word for paid mm-hmm. agitators or whatever you want to say, they're the ones that broke in. They're the ones that broke and vandalized things. And here in Brazil, they're not going to mess around. If you're trying to counter what they got going on, they they snatched them up, handed them to the police. Mm-hmm. I saw one they pulled. I don't know if they whoever it was, they pulled somebody off a horse and they dogpiled on them. To hold them down. It might have been a cop. I don't know. But here's the thing. If you steal a country from the people and the people know that you did and they're not satiated and they're not sitting back on their lazy boys and being fed garbage from their mainstream media, these people are awake. These people know that it was stolen. First, they just asked for show us the computer program that was running it and nobody would show it to them. Well, then there you go. Mm-hmm. If you have no transparency, you're going to get pushback. And that's what these people did in the millions. And for 45, 50 days, the indigenous people came out, you know, the ones that you could say were conquered or whatever. And they stood with the right. They stood with Bolsonaro and said, this is not right. They arrested the chief of the indigenous people there. 
That's it, when a little bit of rioting broke out. Well, it was their country first. Mm-hmm. It was their country before there was a Congress building and a Supreme Court in Brazil. Mm-hmm. You have to play nice with them. Mm-hmm. Here, and I love the Native American people. We have done them injustice by putting them on these basically socialist communist experiments of reservations. <laughs> We've given them drugs and alcohol and I'm not saying every reservation's this way, but I've got close friends that ha- from reservations, and they tell me these things. I've been to enough to see our indigenous people here sided with Biden. They, the election was fine. This is crazy. Yeah, this is the same government that gave you smallpox-covered blankets. Yeah, because— I mean, maybe not the exact same government, This is. but it's, that's where it, what it turned into. Yeah. And me, you know, if you've listened to the show before, you heard I'm a libertarian. I'm anti-both sides of the government. That's why we haven't talked about the Speaker of the House race. Because no one cares. Yeah. I mean, it was fun to watch, better than watching football. If you, you know. But anyways, back to our Native Americans here. They've been so snowed by the left. They think they need that paycheck from the government. Yeah, when they they got screwed. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. And then they they've been... Hosed over, you know, when the Catholics and, you know, missionaries were sent in to have these boys' schools in these indigenous areas and mm-hmm. children were being beaten and raped. And and so that- let's talk about all the missing women on reservations. Yeah. It, Trump actually addressed that. Not that I'm endorsing Trump. Mm-hmm. I'm saying there was a small little article one time printed about him and uh, addressing the thousands of missing indigenous women. Yeah. That needs to be a pretty big priority. Yeah. Anytime you have a humanitarian exploits like that, that's what the media should be talking about. Mm-hmm. Not that they wanted to have the XL pipeline go through sacred ground. I don't know, girl. I agree with that. I know I agree with the XL pipeline, mm-hmm. but couldn't we found a better place to put it? Yeah. <laughs> if this was sacred ground to them, and I'm not pro sun gods, things like that. You're listening to us on a Christian network. Mm -hmm. You know that uh, I love Jesus more than anything. But you're not going to make any friends if they say this ground is sacred. We want to tear it up throw an oil pipeline. You don't mean a thing to us. Yeah. How do we witness to them for Christ if that's how we treat them? Mm -hmm. We need to treat each other with love. You know, I'm not saying that Jesus would say we need the pipeline, but he would probably say, let's figure this out. Let's work on this. And I know how much money is in oil that they could have figured out to put it somewhere else. <laughs> it's crazy. But keep continue to listen to us. We'll bring you updates on what's going on in Brazil over the time. Find out. Find your own. Go to these media sources on your own and check it out. Because this is, this is a huge topic. China will now run all of South America once Brazil has fallen. And that's what the people of Brazil keep telling us. We thank you guys for tuning in. Becky, I thank you for all of your hard work and your commentary today. If you guys would like to help out, once again, remember our 509-818-7818. Help keep us on the air on ACN. Until next time, remember, be sober, be vigilant. Goodbye. To the old me. God made me anew. And I'm so grateful. I'm even in the room. I know they wanna kill kids in the womb. Try to get to heaven. Here's the interview. Praying soon enough.